Hello and welcome to Adventures in Dowsing, podcast number two from the British Society of Dowsers. I'm your host, Graham Gardner. In this podcast, we'll be taking a look inside the BSD itself. I'll be talking to former president, Dr. Patrick McManaway, and our director, John Moss, about their dowsing history and views on the dowsing scene today. We're a little late with these interviews, as they were recorded at our annual conference in 2007, held at Morton and Marsh at the Cotswolds, but better late than never. The BSD was founded in 1933 by Colonel A.H. Bell of the Royal Engineers, who, together with 30 or 40 enthusiasts, set up the society with the object of promoting dowsing within the British Isles, and it's one of the oldest dowsing societies in the world. Today we have over 1,600 members whose interests range from finding water and minerals, dowsing for archaeology, dowsing for health, right through to the fields of earth mysteries, feng shui and geomancy. We welcome anyone with an interest in dowsing, no matter what your ability. You don't have to be able to douse to be a member, as we run a comprehensive series of training courses that will take you from complete beginner through to advanced professional practitioner level, and I'll be talking to Patrick about them in a minute. We also produce a quarterly journal, Dowsing Today, organise national dowsing events such as our annual conference, maintain a comprehensive online shop for all your dowsing books and tools, and our special interest groups cater to all the main areas of dowsing and organise regional meetings throughout the year. There are also many affiliated local dowsing groups around the country who hold regular meetings. Check the website to find one near you. So for our interview today, I'm uh, lucky to be sitting next to Dr. Patrick McManaway. Hello, Graham. Patrick, thanks for talking to us. Pleasure. Let's begin by just talking a bit about uh, your history in dowsing, because uh, I know you've been dowsing from a, a very young age. Very young age. I was born into a family of dowsers. <clears throat> My father in his day was on the council and uh, retired as an honorary life vice president. And he and my uh, family in general used dowsing very centrally in their work in holistic therapies. So dowsing was very much matter of fact for me growing up and um, saw it all the time around us and really picked it up from early childhood. And how do you use it in, in your, your work? I think like everybody I've, I've, I've found dowsing to be helpful in very particular ways uh, within the context and framework of my work. I'm mostly a healer of sick buildings <clears throat> working with geopathic stress and ghosts and related energetic disturbances much of which is intangible uh, at least at the point of uh, immediate perception and the tangible results of the dowsing become apparent only retrospectively uh, seeing that the job has been completely uh, s successful so I rely very heavily on dowsing during my work with clients uh, to guide me in creating a, a tangible effect from, from things that at least in the first instance may not be readily visible or, or apparent by any other means. Now, uh, okay, let's get into a bit about the uh, society. You, you've been a, a member of the, the BSD much longer than I have. Um, how, how have things changed since, since you've joined? I'm very excited to see the changes that have occurred in the society over the last ten years. We've become very much more visible to the public, I think, and very much more present in the media. And the development of the professional register, the dowsing training program, and the, the tutors uh, register has 
really strengthened the work within the society and also hugely increased our value uh, as a, a national organization representing dowsing and, and dowsers to the public. So I see the society at this point very, very vibrant and strong and positioned to make a much greater impact and contribution uh, as time goes on. Do you think we'll ever uh, be able to come up with a, an explanation of dowsing? I think we already have explanations for dowsing that, that fulfill and satisfy each of us independently. And uh, the extent to which we'll ever have agreement on our theories of dowsing, I think, we'll wait and see. Um, how important do you think that um, the BSD is to you know, local dowsers who may be at the extremities of the country and uh, maybe don't get along to uh, BSD meetings as, as often as we'd like? Yes. Well, more and more I hope that the, the BSD, as, as we increase the amount of activities both within the, the society generally, the special interest groups and the affiliated groups, we are able to outreach much, much more as a national organisation um, but I think to bear in mind particularly also <clears throat> the real value of a central point of contact for the, for the public, uh, a point of information distribu distribution, a point of coordination, and also a point where um, we can be represented as required politically and legally both at national and international level. For various reasons in past times dowsing has been less acceptable than we find it now and I think it would be most unfortunate if we ever allowed ourselves to become disintegrated again from ordinary and proper uh, professional and, and leisure life in this country. So I, I think the BSD has tremendous uh, value and importance, however, uh, however independently we may practice uh, as a body that can support us all, um, both in, in times of peace and, and times of concern. Um, it seems that uh, on the continent, certainly in some countries, dowsers are given much more respect than they are in, in the UK. Is this something uh, you can see changing in the, in the future? I think so. I think not only is there much more um, interest and openness to um, holistic and non-conventional uh, attitudes and paradigms, but also I think that um, more and more by documenting our work and being found to be of useful by our communities, as long as we can remain very ethical in our practice, then simply our use and value in, in various situations will make us more and more widely accepted and commonly called upon to practice our art uh, for the benefit of the community that we, we're in. No, I know to most people when uh, you, you mention dowsing to them, they have a, the, the stereotyped image of the chap in the tweed jacket with the fork twig in his hands walking across a field looking for water. And I wonder if, if, if the word dowsing has that stereotype in people's consciousness and uh, you know, other ways we can change that. It's, it's, it's so much more than that. Yes, we, we are of course suffering from, from a bit of a legacy of, of cultural attitude. But I think um, the thing to bear in mind is that dowsing is associated with water because it is so useful in that field. And um, it's its use and necessity that has uh, solidified that association in the public mind. So we can be we can be grateful that dowsing is associated with use and benefit in that way. And as more and more of us uh, do more work, uh, write about it, share about it, I think I think that dowsing potentially is a value in absolutely every field of human endeavour, and really proves itself by its usefulness, whether we're looking for tangible targets, pipes drains, 
utilities of various kinds, engineering concerns, water, uh, minerals and the like, or whether we're using it in an intangible field to allow our perceptions to connect with things that are real but not substantive, um, at least within our perceptual window, it's really the, the use and benefit of, of dowsing that allows its, its universal application. So I think we're limited only by our imaginations in, uh, in how, how dowsing can, can be applied. Can you tell us a bit about the, the BSD uh, training program? You know, what sort of things can, what sort of courses are available? Yes, um, the BSD pr training program we've put a lot of energy into. We think we've got um, a good basic comprehensive uh, set of courses, but we're very anxious to expand them uh, both in breadth and in depth. Um, the foundation courses are a wonderful way into the world of dowsing with good grounding in dowsing technique and application as well as uh, ethics and considerations of um, vulnerability or protection of ourselves when we are dowsing. And then within each of our uh, currently established special interest groups, uh, that of archaeology, water, health and earth energies, um, there are expanding uh, training programs there. If a person came to us now uh, completely without dowsing experience, uh, there's sufficient training opportunity to develop to professional standard, I think, in, in any of the uh, the areas of, of common dowsing practice, um, both through the the courses and workshops, as well as by uh, connection, very importantly, connection and ad hoc uh, and formal apprenticeship with uh, other dowsers in the field, uh, willing simply to, to share skills and insights, um, both at uh, a conference events as well as um, working in situations of real need in the field. So I think uh, at this point, whilst it is still growing and developing, uh, we can offer a really, a really solid and high quality um, educational program, uh, which of course as an educational charity is our, our most central and primary uh, agenda. Great, okay. Well, uh, Dr. McManway, thank you very much for talking to us. Graham, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. A very interesting talk with Patrick there. For our next interview, I managed to persuade Director John Moss to take some time out of his busy conference schedule to tell us what it means to him to be a part of the Society. John, thanks for talking to us. It's a pleasure. So you've been uh, in charge of uh, our flagship uh, for three years now? Three years, just coming up to three years. Yes, yeah. the time has flown. Yes, uh, what sort of changes have you seen in the society in that time? A huge amount. Uh, when I was lucky enough to get the job in uh, October of 2004, um, the previous director had been in the job for barely a year um, and had laid plans for changing lots of things and modernising the society. Um, in response to a burning need to expand it and uh, resolve the cash deficit, which was quite a serious situation. So really my, my first job was to consolidate that work and then develop it further to really make the BSD more accessible to more people um, and to really take advantage of all the 21st century methods that are now available. So it's been quite a task and, and naturally enough not popular with everybody. Um, but most of the members and of course the new members seem to like what they see, which is very encouraging. Uh, are we seeing a changing demographic in the membership? We are. Um, 
three, four years ago it was a very old membership and I don't mean that in any insulting way whatsoever, it was just the way it had worked out. Dowsers tend to be people who are either um, retired or have changed careers to part-time jobs so they've got more time and possibly more money to devote to their hobby um, and it d doesn't very often lend itself to the young, the young family, husband and wife because they're, they're short of time and short of money and busy with children and all that sort of thing. So, um, but I'm happy to say that we've made great efforts um, to try and appeal to younger people because after all that's, that's where all our members come from. Um, we desperately need a young people section uh, because as many people know children take to dowsing very easily and they don't have the inhibitions that adults have. So. Um, that's something that's on the agenda as well. But since since the three years have rolled by, yes, our members have got younger, which is a great thing. I appreciate what you're saying there. I mean, certainly uh, in my case, I learned to douse in my teens and then yeah. did nothing about it for 20 well, years. that's right. Yeah. That's right. You see, I didn't douse. I, I've been a dowser now for 10 years, so in my late 40s, in other words, was when I started dowsing. So, you know, th there would not be no way I'd had time to think about it before. Do you think this is something uh, characteristic of people learning to doze? Is, is it something that you need the wisdom and the experience of life before you can appreciate what a valuable I, thing I'm it is? I'm not sure. I think, I think there is an argument that that is exactly right. I also think that, that as adults we're perhaps too questioning sometimes and we don't have the... In we are hindered by our inhibitions as adults but children don't have that. They, they just go and do it. Yeah, they don't have the same the same filters that no, they do. No, exactly, yeah. exactly. But, um, you know, adults just live in a very busy world now anyway. So um, we have to learn that dowsing is one of many hobbies and activities that people are exposed to. And uh, our role is really to raise the profile of dowsing all the time. What was it that got you into dowsing? Um, I was in a job that was very stressful and very boring and I was looking around for something else to, to do as a, as a hobby apart from taxi driving teenage children around um, and I saw um, an advert in a parish magazine in the village where I lived at the time just saying it was written by a, a chap who said I'm, I'm learning to douse I don't know much about it but if anybody else wants to learn with me come along to the village hall next Thursday at 7.30 and I looked at it and I thought hmm dowsing I think that's something to do with looking for water but I might as well go along see what it's like and uh, I went along and met perhaps 20 people there um, mixed ages I'm happy to say and uh, the following week we went out on, a, on a, a search for some water for a farmer and I found these peculiar wire coat hangers that I was given were zooming around all over the place but I had no idea what they did but as soon as someone instructed me I was sort of away and bitten by the bug and I haven't got over it since. <laughs> Do you still find time to get to some dozing um, in? I, yes, I mean I before I became director of the society I, I got onto the professional register of the society because um, people hear that you douse and the phone starts ringing and I, I got very much into uh, solving geopathic stress problems um, and then people hear again because you're a dowser can you come and talk to us about dowsing so I was doing talks and workshops and so it was all gathering a pace and I was aware at that stage that maybe this was going to lead on to career number two or number three um, 
But of course it was only when uh, when the job was advertised that all of a sudden everything changed. <laughs> Dowsing does tend to have that effect. So, so now, yes, I am a, a professional dowser, um, um, but I, I really only have the time for one job a month on average. But it's enough to keep me interested in the, what it's all about at the end of the day. I think it's important that as director I'm able to talk to members of the public and members of society and understand what they require and what they need and what they're talking about. So I think it does help to, to be able to dowse as well. How do you think we can uh, address the issue of people living far from the hub of operations, which tends to be... Yes, uh, I mean, uh, it's, it's getting easier these days because of uh, the technology of emails and all the rest of it. Um, one thing I've been very keen on um, is growing more local groups because I grew up in a local group, if you like, um, and so I put a lot of effort into contacting members who were interested in having a go at forming a local group. You know, every time somebody rings up and says, there isn't a local group in my area, I'd say, right, let's do one then. And so we developed a system um, to help them do that, which has worked quite well. And I think we've gone up in three years from something like 15 affiliated local groups to 29 now. So I'm really excited about that mm. because it it gives us a lot more um, exposure nationally and uh, people more and more I think because of the expense of traveling people don't want to travel 40 50 miles to a dowsing meeting so quite a lot of the groups now are springing up quite close to each other um, that doesn't appear to be a problem yeah there are still uh, a lot more local groups who are not affiliated. There are. But we don't know about them. No, this is something that grieves me. There, are, there mm. must be thousands of dowsers out there that don't know about the British Society of Dowsers or don't perceive the need to belong to the British Society of Dowsers. And I think that's a great shame. Um, there are, yes, dowsing groups that also don't see the need to join us. Um, I think we're more able to spread up-to-date thinking and techniques and training if we're all together in one big society. Um, but of course some people prefer to be independent. But we keep chipping away at it and hopefully they will join us. So um, what's your sales pitch then? Why, why should I join My the British pitch, Society why of should, Why should you join as an individual? <laughs> um, I think the society is good because it is the national voice for dowsing. It, um, it is always on the lookout to protect the, the interests of dowsers. We never know when the political pendulum's going to swing and maybe dowsing might be under threat in some way. Um, so that's something we're aware of. Um, we have now a, quite a highly developed training program if people would like to take that. It can take them from begin beginner, complete beginner, um, right up to professional standard in all the main disciplines. So I think that is pretty good. Um, and it also ensures that people learn in a consistently professional way, which I have to say from my own experience has not always been the case with dowsing training. Um, the best will in the world, there are so many ways of doing it that people have their own pet ideas and sometimes these aren't quite so good as other pet ideas and uh, in the society we've tried to filter out the less successful things to do and the way to do it. And, show people a, a responsible and safe way to dowse. So I think that is really important. Through the special interest groups, um, they all provide a really good forum for speakers 
in, on various subjects who are in the forefront of researching dowsing in all its different forms, and that's important. Um, so it's it's a way of um, educating yourself as a as a budding dowser. Um, it's a way of keeping open-minded about new ideas. Um, and if you're by yourself, that is hard just to do it by the written word or just from the internet, I think. It's far better to go along and meet people. And th the social side of being in the BSD and going to the conference and, and the courses is very important indeed. Lots of people become very firm friends. So, um, you know, people belong to local groups as well, of course. You know, it's not a problem, but... Uh, I think to be, it's good to belong to local groups and special interest groups and the society as a whole, really, if you're going to be a complete dowser. Great. Okay, thanks very much for talking to us, John. Pleasure. So, there you have it. If you want to be a complete dowser, join the BSD. My thanks to Patrick and John for talking to us. Adventures in Dowsing comes from the British Society of Dowsers in Malvern, England. For more details about dowsing and the Society's activities, please see our website at britishdowsers.org. You can also register and leave messages on our forum at britishdowsers.org forum. There is a special podcast section in there for all your questions relating to the show. Or you can email us directly on podcast at britishdowsers.org. That's it for this podcast. Join us next time for more adventures in dowsing.